My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 16th of May. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. A Trump-era border law called Title 42 has been lifted in the US. After three years and more than two and a half million expulsions, it's over. The Title 42 public health order that turned into a near-blanket ban on asylum seekers on the US's southern border is gone. In the lead-up to lifting this law, there were concerns of a potential surge in migrants entering the U.S. Cities along the U.S.-Mexico border say their migrant shelters are already at capacity and they won't be able to handle the wave of migrants that is expected in the coming days. So what's actually happened since the law was lifted? And what does it mean for migrants seeking to enter the U.S.? Well, we're going to let you know in the deep dive, but first, Sam, what's making news? Victorians will be able to use their credit or debit card on the state's public transport network as early as next year. That's under changes announced yesterday. A new operator for the Mikey system will begin work in December and has been tasked with evolving the state's public transport system. Digital wallets will also be added as a form of payment under the change, which will be progressively added from 2024. Welcome to the 21st century, Victoria. Great to have have you. A national anti-scam centre that will work to centralise data around scams will begin operating from the start of July. It'll work to help pre-existing scam prevention efforts in its first year while undergoing a process to build out data-sharing technological capacity. Over $58 million was allocated in last week's federal budget to establish this centre. A progressive political party has outperformed polling predictions at the Thailand national election. The Move Forward Party is expected to win around 150 seats in the country's lower house and about double the number one by the incumbent coalition government. The party will still need to overcome significant hurdles to form government, which will include forming a coalition with other parties and navigating potential opposition from the military-appointed upper house. And the good news, Australian golfer Jason Day has won his first PGA Tour title since 2018. Day took out the Byron Nelson tournament in Texas on Sunday, finishing one stroke better than the two closest competitors. Day said he was close to retiring from golf amid injuries and personal issues in the past few years, but said it was very pleasing to be back in the winner's circle. Good day to have a good day. Sam, it was all over the news. We were seeing these headlines about the US expecting a surge in migrants last week. It was specifically meant to happen at the southern border. And some incredible imagery and video Mm. coming out of people gathering on the border. Yeah, and the reason for that was actually the end of a border law that came about during the pandemic, and it was called Title 42. There was a real sense of panic in the lead up to last Thursday when that law expired. So we'll get to what's happened this week in a second, but... What originally did Title 42 set out to do? So it was basically the Trump administration's answer to illegal border crossings during the COVID-19 pandemic. To put things into perspective, to paint a picture, thousands of people attempt to cross the border between the US and Mexico every single day without authorisation. And once they get into the US, many then seek asylum. 
Before the pandemic, US law required asylum claims to be assessed, which can be a lengthy process. Like it is here. Of course. But then in 2020, the Trump administration imposed a new rule, and that allowed border officials to deport people before they claimed asylum in as little as 10 minutes. This, of course, was Title 42, and it relied on the US government's powers to keep people out to stop the spread of a disease, which in this case was COVID. Left unchecked, this would cripple our immigration system, overwhelm our healthcare system, and severely damage our national security. We're not going to let that happen. And therefore, Title 42 was introduced to add an additional layer of control on migration, all in the name of COVID. So did that additional control actually work during the pandemic? If by work you mean control the Mm. levels of migration, it didn't stop border crossings altogether. There were still reports of several thousand people attempting to cross the border every single day, even during the pandemic. Millions of people, though, were deported under the rule. Immigration rights advocates actually sued at the time, aiming to get that policy lifted. And their case was successful, with a federal judge last year calling use of the law arbitrary and capricious. But that decision was later overturned when several Republican state attorneys successfully sued to keep it in place. When Biden won the election, his administration kept Title 42 for nearly a year, despite campaigning for its removal. It was eventually lifted last week after the US COVID public health emergency ended. And so we saw a lot of reports last week, particularly in US media, of course, Mm. about some of the fears of what would happen when Title 42 was lifted. There was a sense that kind of the border would be overrun by migrants. It does feel both in Australian media and US media, like there is a very certain way that we write about migrants who are seeking asylum. And you definitely have to remember that the state's that are the border states in mm. the US are typically conservative mm. as well. Mm. And so conservative media tends to run with those narratives a little stronger than other outlets and that all point. gets enhanced. Definitely. There were definitely several US states that expressed concern about the law coming to an end. As you just rightly pointed out, one of those people was very conservative Republican Governor Greg Abbott. He is the governor of Texas. He actually sent his own enforcement personnel to the border And, of course, Texas is one of those four states that does share a border with Mexico. He said he planned to pass a state law criminalising border crossings. And if that goes through, it could lead to a Supreme Court case that tests the limits of how states can enforce their own border laws. On the other end of the spectrum, New York Mayor Eric Adams, who is a Democrat, has called for the federal government to provide aid to accommodate a rising number of migrants. So did that actually happen, Zara? When Title 42 was lifted, was there a surge in migrants? Well, arrests at the border were reportedly at an all-time high in the lead-up to last Thursday. But there wasn't actually a spike after the law was lifted at midnight on Thursday, as had been anticipated. The Biden administration did, however, have a plan to prevent a surge at the border occurring. On Thursday evening, ahead of Title 42's expiration, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas said 24,000 Border Patrol agents were at the border to enforce the law. I want to be very clear. Our borders are not open. We are clear-eyed about the challenges we are likely to face in the days and weeks ahead, and we are ready to meet them. Okay, so Title 42 is 
gone, mm. what's in its place? So when Title 42 expired, the rules automatically reverted back to something called Title 8, which is what was in place before the COVID-era restrictions. Title 8 means that migrants can once again request refuge when they approach these official border ports of entry, which, remember, they couldn't do under Title 42. But then Biden has also introduced a new rule, which means that most people that apply for asylum won't actually qualify. If anyone arrives at our southern border, they will be presumed ineligible for asylum and subject to steeper consequences for unlawful entry, including a minimum five-year ban on re-entry and potential criminal prosecution. Under the new rule introduced by Biden, non-Mexican migrants who arrive at the southern US border won't be able to apply for asylum unless they've already made an asylum claim and been rejected in another country that they have passed through. Because if you think about it, migrants will often travel through a number of countries to get to that final destination. The exception here is for those coming from Mexico because Mexico shares a border with the US and therefore Mexican migrants wouldn't be able to pass through another country in their pursuit for asylum. The other exception to the rule is that the US will consider asylum applications from those who have made an appointment to apply for asylum at an official port of entry or who can prove exceptional circumstances. So give me a sense of the response to this new law. The Biden law? Yeah. Well, It's facing a lot of criticisms, especially from immigration rights activists. There's already a legal challenge facing the Biden administration from the American Civil Liberties Union, which we know as the ACLU, who is suing the administration for breaking asylum laws. They claim, the ACLU claims, that the new process places vulnerable asylum seekers in grave danger and that it violates US asylum laws. They say that Biden's policy mimics two of Trump's policies, which were eventually blocked by the courts. So it remains to be seen how a court will handle Biden's new laws. And I think the important context to highlight is the fact that with every change of policy and with every kind of phasing in and out of different titles on that US-Mexico border, there are hundreds of thousands of people who are displaced trying to figure out what the law is. And there's a very human element to this story that can't be forgotten. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learnt something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. We'll be back again tomorrow morning, but until then, have a brilliant day.